welcome to our Think Kingdom podcast. This is week three in our throwback series, Rock the Bells. Let's listen to Holy Spirit. Let's go ahead and jump in and see what God's word has for us from our resident pastor, Ramon Belagamba. Coming back to Rock the Bells. So it's our third week in Rock the Bells, and you're wondering why are we coming back to rocking the bells? And the reality of it is, if we're going to be the people of God um, in this time and the here and now today, we have to realize that we need to be living life in the kingdom. And what does living life in the kingdom really look like? It's a, it's a way of thinking, right? It's a way of, of doing. It's a, it's a way of living. And Rock the Bells just shows us a healthy lifestyle of how we can have these rhythms develop in our lives that we just naturally do these things, that we can be the presence of, of, of King Jesus in our communities and where he has placed us, our workplaces and, our, and the schools that we uh, spend time in, and that we could be a healthy church. So that's why we're continually coming back to rock the bells. Because we want to be, Think Kingdom, that family of healthy disciples who make disciples. We don't want to just talk about it, but we actually want to be about it. That we want to be able to center in these habits so that we grow to be the God, be the individuals that God calls us to be. To, to embody the presence of Christ to the world. And we, we talked about being able to do this by blessing others. You know how many people right now need to be blessed. They need to be blessed with the word of Christ. They need to be blessed with the love of Christ. You have to disarm them with the love of Christ many times before you can arm them with the word of Christ. That we have to love on people. That a lot of people don't realize they need God, that literally they walk around in ignorance, that they feel that their lives are okay, that God does not have to be front and center, that Jesus doesn't need to be the center, that they don't want to even hear about Jesus. But by blessing and eating with others, right, we disarm what the principalities and the powers and rulers of darkness want to keep people, keep people captive. They don't want that freedom that we sang about this morning. They don't, they, they, they're not free. They can't worship freely. And we know that the king sets people free and that they are free indeed. Amen? And what we learn this today and what we're learning next week in Rock the Bells, these, these two missional habits it's going to help us understand that communion with God must fuel our mission with God. That communion with God must fuel our mission with God. So if, if, we, if we're learning how to, to listen to the Holy Spirit and to, and to learn from Jesus, if we ain't teaching you here at Think Kingdom how to do that, family, we can't ask you. To, to join Jesus on his mission in the world. If, we're not, if you're not in the presence of Jesus, if you're, if you're not spending that time in the presence of Jesus like Mary, we don't want you going out in the world trying to be Martha without spending the time in the presence of Jesus. Because the reality of it is, is we won't have ears to see. We can't see through a kingdom lens. And we won't have ears to hear because we can't hear the Holy Spirit. 
really, before I get to that, I got to get to something that we've been speaking on these last few months. That first I have to speak on one of the biggest barriers for our communion with God, for many of us. And that's our emotions. Ah. I think we just finished the sermon series kind of going through emotions. I think it's to be continued actually though. But uh, the reality of it is, is that our emotions can rule our lives as false gods. We could give anger. We could give shame. We could give anxiety. We could give fear. And we could give pride the place and authority in our lives that should be reserved for Jesus. That the throne of our hearts can be given over to emotions that are just ruling us, running us into the ground. The reality of it is, is that shame can't be the Lord of your life. That fear can't be the Lord of your life. That pride can't be the Lord of your life. The fact is, is we can't love God with all of our heart, our mind, our soul, and strength if we've given all our time and devotion to our misguided emotions. Emotions, when they turn into false gods, they attract worship and do what idols do. They disappoint, they destroy, and they bring death. Point blank, our emotions can't be our stumbling blocks towards communion with God, which we need to listen to the Holy Spirit. Think about it. Have you ever had too much earwax in your ears before? Can I get an amen? The fact is we're we're hearing impaired because we have so much earwax blockage. And it can be very common if you don't spend the time cleaning your ears, that you don't pick up those Q-tips, that you don't go in the medicine cabinet and pull out some D-brocks, and you don't go to the doctor and tell them to rinse your ears, thinking that, oh, it's okay that maybe we don't have to take care of that problem. Just literally, we we get lazy, and we know that we need to clean our ears. We know that we need to do better, but we just settle for impaired hearing, that we're just okay listening and having to ask people to say, could you say that again? So similarly, we can let our misguided emotions be Lord of our lives and keep us from that daily communion with God that our soul so desperately needs. Not taking the time in your day to spend a little time of solitude just by yourself, no phone, nothing, just by yourself with God. Just silence. And what about biblical meditation? Just taking a scripture from God and just sitting there and just thinking about it. And what about a word of prayer? The reality of it is, family, is that this is us choosing to live with clogged spiritual ears. So that we can't even hear the Holy Spirit, even if we wanted to. Think about it. Anytime any part of your body is congested, what does this show us? This shows us a lack of health. And this is no different with our spiritual ears. Lack of communion with God leads us to spiritual unhealthiness, which harms our souls 
And Jesus is the only one who can make us healthy and whole. Jesus is the only one who can make us healthy and whole. Amen. Amen. So I can't, so we who is preaching this series, we can't ask you to rock the bells if you're struggling to hear from God. As our communion with God must fuel our mission with God. And as disciples of Jesus, we get the privilege to participate in God's redemptive mission in the world. All these kingdoms ain't got nothing on the kingdom of God. They ain't got nothing on our king. And he's bringing all of this back up to his lordship. Because the kingdoms of this world, they ratchet. They raggedy. There's nothing that the kingdom of the United States of America can offer us that even touches the kingdom of God. So the reality of it is, is our hearts should be full of joy that we are on Jesus's championship winning team. That we could put all of our heart, our mind, our soul, and our strength in celebrating the fact that we are living in the kingdom of God now. Does the world see that though? Do they see people filled with joy who are walking with Jesus? That just have that awe that are just taken aback by the fact of what has happened. And today, we get to meet Philip. So I didn't just, I didn't just have, I just didn't read that scripture for no reason, y'all. <laughs> today, we get to meet Philip, who in our text shows us a nice picture of what listening to the Holy Spirit looks like, that following Jesus on his mission is a call to listen to the Holy Spirit. That's the big idea of today's message, that following Jesus on his mission is a call to listen to the Holy Spirit. And we find that listening to the Holy Spirit is firstly a call to go. And we can see this in the text in verses 26 through 29 as well as 40. So let me give you a little spiritual, little background on, on Philip. So Philip is an ordinary man. Philip is an ordinary man, just like every one of us. He is rather ordinary. But Philip knows where he needs to be. He needs to be with Jesus. So he has grown with Jesus. So you find out a little bit about Philip in Acts 6. He's one of the seven first deacons in the early church. And you find out that Philip, he was a man that was of good reputation. And yes, he was full of the spirit and wisdom. And Philip in his spare time, what does Philip like to do? Philip liked to preach the gospel. So Philip went out to Samaria and he started preaching the gospel. He started laying hands and not laying hands in a fighting sense, but laying hands and miracles were, were taking place. And he was doing, he was doing the thing. But then the angel of the Lord came to Philip and said, yo, you got to go. Dang. God, I, I know, I know Philip had to say like, Lord, I'm doing your will in Samaria. What, what, what's going on? Why do I have to leave? Why are you telling me to leave? But the angel of the Lord told Philip, you got to go. You got to go to this, this road from Jerusalem to Gaza and just go. So just like I told y'all before with Abraham, right? Abraham, we learned in the first Rock the Bells 
be a blessing to the nations. Abraham had that same call. Abraham just had to go. So now we see Philip going. So key to understanding Philip really is that he was tuned into God. Y'all have to understand that Philip was tuned into God because Philip was communing with God. So we have to realize that Philip, he was actually operating on the FM radio dial rather than the AM dial. And the fact of it is, is that that's the way that we should be operating. So if you're in Christ today, you should not be still on those AM stations, still barely hearing a clear message. We should be able to go to the FM dial where the, where the, um, the amplitude is not affected. See, the thing about it is on the AM stations, the AM stations, the amplitude is Im- impacted. So sometimes that's why sometimes AM stations go in and out because noise affects the AM station. So before Christ, we expect those who don't know yet, yet know Christ, we expect them to function on the AM station, to constantly just hear noise and not understand their meaning and purpose of why they're even in the here, here in this world. But we need to be like Philip in a in sense where we need to be tuned into the FM station so we're unaffected by the noise of the world, the brokenness in our souls, those misguided emotions that I spoke about, but then we're also not listening to the devil. So Philip, unlike, say like Jonah, Jonah, when Jonah got that call, what did he do? He said, nah, I'm good. I'm not going. I'm going the opposite way. I'm, I'm not going to Nineveh. But what do we see Philip? Philip is tuned in. Philip's on that AM. He, his frequency is just right. He's on that right wave. So he hits that desert road because he heard from the Lord. He heard the Lord clearly. So God is at work. That's what we always have to remember. God is always at work. Like we don't live in a world that God is not present, that he is not at work. And God is at work and he's called Philip to head to this God-fearing Ethiopian eunuch. Whoa, 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 Ethiopian eunuch? What? He's telling, he's telling Philip the Hebrew to go to a black man who, 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 who is not even, can't even be in the covenant community because he's a eunuch. And if you know anything from the Old Testament about eunuchs, we know that unfortunately they've been sexually deformed so that they can perform service to the kings and the queens. So, and another thing about that too is if you, if, if you go to Deuteronomy and you read a little bit about the, the nation of Israel, eunuchs can't even come anywhere in the covenant community. So now you got, now you got God telling Philip, go to that black man on that road, and, 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 and on top of that, go jump in his chariot. Go jump in his chariot. If that doesn't strike you as odd, if that doesn't strike you as unusual, even for Philip, and we're just, we're just looking at what God has revealed to us now, and we're just like, yo, man, I don't know how he did it. Like, you, you also got to think about his status. We, we, they give us all these details. Anytime that you're reading narratives and scripture, they give you all these details, it's because God is trying to wake you up to something. So he's the treasurer to, uh, to, to Candace. So that means he's way up. And the fact that he's riding a chariot, that means he got some bread. Like he got money. So this is a wealthy man on top of that. So we got a lot going on. So Philip, like I told you, he's an ordinary man, just, just going about his business. He has to jump in the chariot of a rich man a rich black man on top of that, and he has to say, he doesn't even know what yet. But the Spirit has 
but he's tuned in. So the spirit tells him that he has to go in the chariot. So a principle I want y'all to understand is that listening to the Holy Spirit requires faith. Listening to the Holy Spirit requires faith. So as we grow in our communion with God, we will only more naturally be able to trust the Holy Spirit. So man, it was like sweet when she was leading our worship. She was talking about chariots. She was talking about trusting God. Like sweet was already preaching my message. Now I'm just telling y'all again what she was already preaching. So on top of that, listening to the Holy Spirit also requires our obedience. So we have to trust and obey that the reality of is we're not in authority. We aren't the Lord of our lives. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, that means you are a servant. That means you're in submission to Jesus. He is the prime authority over your life. You no longer have that authority. So, it's, man, it, to really, for us to picture what that really looks like, right? You know, people enlist in the military. We, we love our veterans. We love those who sacrifice for this land. But we also have to remember what they enlist to. They make a commitment, right? They make a commitment. They may be able to choose where they will want to serve in the military, but they make a commitment to go wherever the U.S. military sends them. And they sometimes pay the ultimate cost with their lives for our freedoms, right? So I want y'all to think about that. So now think about our call when we confess Jesus as Lord and we believe the gospel and follow Jesus. We don't have no say in where we go. I never thought in my life that I would move to Charlotte. But God laid something on me and my wife's heart to say, let's go to Charlotte. And we see with Philip here, he has a, a, another call where he's just realizing, I just got to go. There's, there's just something that the Lord has told me I have to go. So just like those who enlist in the military make that commitment to just go for the sake of that commitment that they adhere to, it's the same with us. That when we follow Jesus, we got to be prepared to go where the Holy Spirit tells us to go. That we can't say no to the promptings of the Holy Spirit, but that we just have to listen to the Holy Spirit and we have to go wherever that may be. And we have to understand that the Holy Spirit may call us to do something that's out of our comfort zone. And we got to be all right with that. It may even seem crazy to us, but we have to do it. But the thing about it, I'm always going to come back to, you can't understand or hear the Holy Spirit if you're still on that AM dial and you're not communing with God. Because that could be interference. That could be something else that's telling you. But I'll come back to that. So we have to believe that the Holy Spirit knows what is best for us and believe we can be used by Jesus at any time to bless others. We got to believe that. That in that call to go, we got to believe that Jesus has our best intentions at heart. And that we have to desire to commune with God so that we can be ready to hear the Holy Spirit so that we can answer that call to go. And 
And the fact is that we have to learn to listen and obey. Listen and obey the voice of the Holy Spirit when he prompts us to go. That's something that's foundational, that, that in our world right now, people are not raising their children to understand authority. That we're not telling, a lot of times you don't hear people telling their kids to listen and obey. And if you're not, if you're giving a child all of the authority, what's going to happen as they grow older? They're just going to continue rebelling against authority. And it leads to destructive ends. Lord, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus. So not only listening to the Holy Spirit is a call to go, it tells us in this text, but listening to the Holy Spirit tells us that it's a call to share the good news. And we see that in verses 30 to 35. So I told y'all, remember, Philip, he's just been listening to the Holy Spirit. He's just been going. And now he didn't jumped up in the chariot. <laughs> he ain't got no word from God to say what to say. So what, is, what, is, what does Philip do? He just says, uh, do you understand what you're reading? That's, and it's okay. That's the thing that's wonderful. It's okay. Like he's just, he's just letting the Holy Spirit lead him. Do you understand what you're reading? Because you got to remember when Philip is, is walking, Philip, it's common in that day to hear people praying out loud in ancient times and reading out loud. So as he's, as he's walking on this desert road, he's hearing two things. He's hearing from the Holy Spirit, number one, but then he's also hearing um, the Ethiopian eunuch reading. So he says, the first thing comes to his mind. Do you understand what you're reading? And it's, the thing about it is that God has been pursuing after this eunuch. We have to realize that God has been pursuing after this man. And we see why he's been pursuing. He told Philip to come now because this man is reading about who? King Jesus. He's reading about Jesus. And we have to remember that the work of the Holy Spirit in the world we know, yes, he convicts sins, but he also testifies, he glorifies, he reveals, and he's leading, he's leading other people to Christ. And we see in Acts uh, verses 8, verses 32 to 33, it reads, Now the scripture passage he was reading was this. He was led like a sheep to the slaughter. And as a lamb is silent before a shearer, so he does not open his mouth. And his humiliation, justice would deny him. Who will describe his generation? For his life is taken from earth. The eunuch said to Philip, I ask you, who is the prophet saying this about himself or someone else? So we, what we're learning is that through Philip's disobedience to go, the Lord led to his call to share the good news. So because he obeyed, now the Lord has opened it up for Philip. Oh, you want me to talk about Jesus. You want me to share the gospel. And to be faithful witnesses, we realize more and more that we need the spirit. But we also need a good knowledge of God's word. We got to be in our Bibles. Like our blood needs to be, we need to be bleeding Bibles. Like Philip not only was just full of the spirit, but wisdom as well. And that's what we have to understand that, yeah, you got knowledge of the word, but we need application. Knowledge applied is wisdom. A lot of people know their Bibles, but how many people are living full of the spirit and full of wisdom? Mm, that's a whole different story. 
So as we are rocking the bells, that we are listening to the Holy Spirit and learning from Jesus, our faith is going to grow. We're going to grow more and more into the image of Christ. That's going to be natural if we're learning to listen to the Holy Spirit and to learn from Jesus. And we got to remember that we can't witness in our own strength. That's just going to be a burden. Like mission is going to become a burden because we're trying to do it in our own strength. I'm telling you to rock this bell. I can't do it right now because we're trying to do it in our own strength. We have to realize that's only in the power of the Holy Spirit that we can rock the bells. And that's only in his strength that we can rock it. As we make time for him, we will grow full in the spirit and full of wisdom over time. Because he that started a good work in you will bring it to completion in Christ Jesus. So I want y'all to think just like a charger, just like your phone. Your phone needs to be charged, right? We, we like to put our phone in the charging dock. And the same for us in a different way is that when we're communing with God, that's when we spend the time on the charger, that we're in that dock, that we're in that place of safety. And that once we are charged up, once we're on a hundred, we can share the good news with boldness. That we can do it in the confidence in the spirit. It's only when we're spending time in the presence of a holy and wonderful God. I can't expect you to want to go speak the good news to anybody if, you, if, if your battery is critically low. If you're under 20% and your battery is red. If, you're always, if your battery is always on red, how are you going to serve Jesus? You got to commune with Jesus. Or you just going to be them dry bones that's just getting dry. You're going to return to dry bones that's just getting drier and drier and drier. And your energy going to be dried up. So we have to realize that also that we need communion with God because he helps us discern the spirit of Christ from the spirit of the Antichrist. Once again, I told y'all, y'all could be operating still on that FM dial. And you're thinking that's the Holy Spirit talking to you, but mm-mm. That's completely something else. And you want to know something? The world functions on AM. The world functions listening to the spirit of the Antichrist. Like it literally, they're, all of these guiding narratives that are guiding people's lives that they don't even know why they say them, it's the spirit of the Antichrist just that they're listening to because they can't listen to the spirit of Christ without hearing what? Hearing what, y'all? They got to hear what to, 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 hear, to understand the Holy Spirit. What do they need to hear? The gospel, the good news. They need to hear a word of Christ. So we have to understand that God is always preparing hearts to be ready to respond to the gospel. That's what we see in this text. We see a heart that was prepared by God. Philip didn't know the Ethiopian, Ethiopian eunuch from Adam. He just went. But God was already preparing him. And God wants us to believe that people are seeking after him. He wants us to believe that. People are still seeking after God. The world will tell you different. That uh, people don't want religion. Mm-mm. People are not seeking after God. But no, people are seeking after God and we have to believe that. And that they are literally, they're waiting for us to tell them about Jesus. That there are people literally where you live, where you work, 
We spend almost majority of our life where we live and where we work. There are people around you that are waiting and seeking Jesus and you don't even know it. They are waiting for you to talk about that Jesus that you follow. But you may choose to remain silent. The Holy Spirit also wants us to desire to share the good news with others. He wants us that to be one of our biggest desires, like the same, like the same desires that we have for that vacation in Turks and Caicos, right? That, that, that desire that we have to have that lobster at dinner. Those same desires, the Holy Spirit wants us to desire to share that good news of Jesus with others, to share the gospel. But the reality of it is, is that we often let fear and we often let laziness among other idols lead us to not share the gospel with another eternal soul that we pass by that can find that freedom, that salvation in Christ. That joy that you can have in the midst of when everything seems like it's burning down. That joy, that unspeakable joy. You are withholding that from people potentially. Myself included, like, man, we, we got to do better. But we have to commune with God before we can do better. So what, think about it. Let's dream. What if every person listening to my voice right now, online and here, what if we listen to the Holy Spirit, right, that we commune with God, attempted to listen to the Holy Spirit, and we shared the gospel with one person, one person this week, what do you think could possibly happen if we share the gospel with one person that walks in our midst that we know that doesn't know Jesus this week? Like, in September, we're trying to fill the tank. And if we're trying to fill the tank, we got to make disciples. So that we can celebrate somebody being baptized over there. But we got to share the gospel. We got to listen to the Holy Spirit and speak. And not only do we... Listen to the Holy Spirit's a call to go. Listen to the Holy Spirit's a, you know, a call to the, share the good news. But the last call, and this is something Pastor Antoine is really big on, is telling us, is a call to disciple others. And we see this in verses 36 and 37. The Spirit is always at work. And he's bringing folks from death to life from the message of the gospel. Most of us have been to a cemetery, correct, right? How many people have been able to bring people who are down below, six foot below, to bring them to life? Has anybody been able to do that? No. But that's what the gospel message with the power of the Holy Spirit literally does spiritually. Brings them souls from six feet under that are dead and brings them to life. Man. Does that not make you jump for joy that literally that we could share the gospel and literally the light can come on. Somebody can come alive. That the person who was without power now has power because the Holy Spirit is the power that's within them. Man, that got to bring joy to your soul. And if you've never had that opportunity to be blessed, to be a vessel, to bring somebody to life, I pray, I pray that you have that opportunity before you leave this life. The reality is, when we see the conversion of the eunuch right before, um, as he says, what does he say? After he realizes that he's free, what does he say? He said, look, there's water. What would keep me from being baptized? 
That man did a praise dance. He was like, please, what can, like, what would keep me from being baptized? Me that could never be with God. Now I'm, I can be with God. I can be with God. He is so excited to see that water. Yo, he's in that chariot. He sees a, a puddle of dirty water. He said, yo, I want to get in that water. I just want to, I want to be baptized because I know where life is. I know where life can be found in abundance. And it's in Christ Jesus. That's it. And Deacon Philip, man, that boy was faithful. He said, man, let's get up out that chariot. Let's, let's go baptize him. Let's go do it right now. He was obedient. He just listened and obeyed God. Man, he led a man who, whew, a big man to the Lord in, in the worldly sense. And then what happened? Spirit of the Lord just carried that man on. He didn't even get to, he didn't even get to disciple him anymore. But he, st- but, but he helped in the discipleship journey. God used Philip to bring the completion of Jesus' words in Acts 1.8. What did Jesus say in Acts 1.8, right? But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all of Judea and in Samaria and to the end of the earth. So Philip Philip is that dude that God used to bring the gospel to Samaria and now to the end of the earth because Ethiopia and all of Africa in, in, the, in that time was seen as the end of the earth. So the gospel didn't come to Europe yet, by the way, y'all. The gospel came to Africa, but the, the, the Ethiopian eunuch wasn't even the first convert because we know at Pentecost that there were proselytes from Africa there, but, oh, there's, there's more to this with Philip. Philip listened to the Holy Spirit. He bore much fruit. So, that's, so Philip sharing the gospel with the Ethiopian eunuch led to the gospel going to Ethiopia, which led to the, to the Ethiopian Orthodox Church that's still going on real strong today, even in our Charlotte metro area. So over... But not even just that. Over 20 years later, remember, like the Spirit carrying them to Caesarea. We hear about Philip again in Acts. So we hear about Philip the evangelist and Paul's third missionary journey. So we're talking 20 years later. And it reads in Acts 21, 8 and verse 9. The next day we left and came to Caesarea, where we entered the house of Philip the evangelist, who was one of the seven and stayed with him. This man had four virgin daughters who prophesied. So then I just say that Philip listening to the Holy Spirit bore much fruit. Now this man has been discipling up in Caesarea and he's discipled his four daughters to walk with Jesus. And now what are they doing? They preaching that same good news. So we're seeing that when we listen to the Holy Spirit and we're faithful to disciple others, we're gonna, it's going to bear much fruit. And this one that God ordained meeting with Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch, it led to disciple-making movements in two very different areas of the world. So even though Philip wasn't able to continue discipling the eunuch, he never stopped discipling others. Yeah. 
he always continued. And this informs us that if we're listening to the Holy Spirit and living on mission with Jesus, what will we be? We'll be intentional disciple makers. It shows us that we can't just celebrate the baptism over there and don't continue to discipling others. We can't stop there. It doesn't stop there. Disciple making isn't just an event, it's a journey. And we also can't forget that no disciple is called to walk with Jesus alone. They can't be, can't be. Think about it. The many loves that people have in their lives, it usually comes because someone before them has discipled them towards that direction. Think about many um, occupations, hobbies, sports teams. A lot of times people go those directions because their parents or other loved ones love those loves. Like, my brother loved the Giants. I grew to be a New York Giants fan because my brother loved the Giants. No. <laughs> you know, people, um, people desire the things that they're discipled towards. So if, you're, if the center of your love is Jesus, the Holy Spirit is working to, to disciple. It should be working to disciple those who you're discipling to love Jesus. And that's what we want. We want that worship for those who are we around that we are discipling, that we are in discipleship relationships with. And anybody that you have ability to influence, you're in a discipleship relationship with them, by the way. So you can always influence them to walk with Jesus. The reality of it is, is that people need people. That's what this pandemic has showed us more than anything. People need people. And God chose people to be a means of grace, a blessing to the world. And to lead others to Christ and to help others grow in Christ. That's what we should be doing as we listen to the Holy Spirit. As the Holy Spirit can lead us to do both. We need to believe that we can be discipled by others and that we can disciple others as well. You don't need a title. You don't need a pastor or a deacon or this or that. You don't need a title before your name to disciple others. You don't have to have a, a seminary degree, some theological degree to be an intentional disciple maker. Wherever you are, you can make disciples. You can lead people to the, the well of living waters, to that wellspring of life. You have that ability. Are you not thinking about that ability to, that God has given you? Are you not listening to the Holy Spirit? Are you, are you with your Air, AirPods in listening to something else that you're not trying to hear the Holy Spirit? The reality of it is, is that we have to be humble enough to admit our need for discipling relationships in our lives. And we have to be reliant on the Holy Spirit when we answer the call to disciple others. So for us, think kingdom, to grow as a body healthily and be a disciple-making church, we need to be in, in, in accountability and discipling close relationships 
with one another. And the thing about it is if you want that, if you need that, if you know you need to be with somebody walking along, somebody pushing you on, encouraging you, and you being a blessing to others in that same way, let us know. Like, let an elder know after service. Email the church. Email Pastor Answer. Email. Just email anybody. If you desire to be in an accountability and, and discipling relationship with someone else in our body. And what would, it, uh, what would it look like if we were a family on mission with God that was continually listening to the Holy Spirit? Man, think about that. What would it look like? How might Kannapolis, Charlotte, Concord, Harrisburg, Salisbury, and China Grove be transformed by a renewed gospel presence? as we are a church that's listening to the Holy Spirit. I believe it with all my heart that Jesus wants to do great things through Think Kingdom. And I honestly believe that the best is yet to come. The best is yet to come through our young church. But we have to understand the principle that listening to the Holy Spirit is going to require us to forsake our idols. Mm. We got to get rid of that desire for one power. We got to rid ourselves of approval from others. We got to get out of that comfort idol. Like we got to leave the security of our idols and go to Jesus. I know it's easier said than done. I know, but we got to spend time. And that time begins this week with communing with God to hear the Holy Spirit. So I want y'all to like literally, if you've never really done like silent prayer, some people haven't, just literally, just find that time in the morning. Don't have anything else with you. And just try it, like for a few minutes, just try to see if you hear from the Holy Spirit. Just continually doing that, increasing the time. You start with two minutes. Then you can go to five minutes, whatever it is, just continually just, just be silent before God. See what, see, what the, see what the Holy Spirit gives to you. And then you can speak to God. But find some time for some silence. We live in a busy and overexhausted world that's just, just, just withering our souls, that we have no relief. Just spend that time just listening. God, speak to me. Holy Spirit, speak to me. We have to quiet the noise of our broken souls. We have to do that before we can forsake our idols. These idols that I talked about, we can't, we have to quiet that noise and that just that we can release that need for control because God is in control. I ain't got to control nothing struggling with our anxiety because we're trying to control everything. When God has said, I got you. I'm in control. Give it, release it to him. Or whether it's relationships, toxic relationships that you're still trying to seek approval from. Like, spade don't change a spade. Like, it's not going to happen. You can't change somebody apart from the Holy Spirit. People don't change. Only the Holy Spirit can change people. So 
we have to get away from that approval idol of relationships. We have to be okay with walking to people who don't look like us and who we've never really maybe had relationships with. We have to get rid of that stigma of class as well. And these are things that um, our brother Pastor Tufu spoke on last week. This is reality though, that for us to be listening to the Holy Spirit, we gotta forsake those different idols that are keeping us away. Just that religious identity that we got it all together. Like, who you fooling? Stop faking. Like, literally, you gotta let that go. It's okay. We need Jesus. We need to be before his presence. What about us continually choosing safety over following the Holy Spirit and listening? That, oh, I'm in my place of safety, not willing to go the extra mile for Jesus. And a lot of us seek that pleasure and freedom. How, man, <laughs> I'm, I'm in my place. I'm in my zone. I don't want to leave this pleasure and this freedom that I have. But no, if we said Jesus is Lord, we, are, we should be on his mission, not our own. It's Jesus is Lord. But I'm going to let y'all know. I know one who listened to the Holy Spirit. And that one, he went out into the wilderness and 40 days and 40 nights, he endured. And he came into this world to live, to die, and to rise again so that we could be made whole, that we could be back in the family of God. That Jesus, is the way, the truth, and the life that he listened to the Holy Spirit. So why do we think that we can do anything different? That we need to spend our lives listening to the Holy Spirit, spending time with God so that our communities, our city, our world could look different. That we can have a passion for our city. That we can plan for Think Kingdom to be that multiplying church that we desire. That we can see the pattern of the beauty of the diversity of our city to be in here. And I love what we already have going. And we know that it could be to the, to the four ends of the earth that God may send us. We gotta be okay with listening to the Holy Spirit and just going. So let us be a church who prays for the big things because we serve a big God. And let us follow Jesus on his mission, listening to the Holy Spirit, being ready to answer the call to go, the call to share the good news, and the call to disciple others. So let's live life in the kingdom and the will of God for what he wants to do for us in kingdom. And let the Holy Spirit help us to rock the bells daily. Let us pray. Father, thank you for um, the word of God. Like, where would we be without this revealed truth that you give to us that we can know the way that you want us to go? 
and know why we exist and that's to glorify you and to enjoy living in your presence. May Christ be glorified through his people and think kingdom and all across this world as we seek to be faithful disciples that follow a sovereign king. I pray this through Jesus Christ our Lord in his holy name. Amen, amen, and amen. Pastor Ramon with the first ailment rocked the bells listening to Holy Spirit. He showed us how listening was a call to go, a call to share the good news, and a call to disciple others. If you're blessed by anything you hear on this podcast and you feel led to give, feel free to text the word GIVE to 704-741-3705. And if you're anywhere near Charlotte, the surrounding areas, why don't you stop on by Think Kingdom and visit us here at 465 South Cannon Boulevard in Kannapolis, North Carolina. Or you can join us online every Sunday at 1033 a.m. on Facebook and YouTube. And while you're there, subscribe to us. Hit that subscribe button and follow us on Instagram as well under Think Kingdom and Of course, as always, you can go back, hear this message, the whole Rock the Bell series right here exclusively on our Think Kingdom podcast.